Welcome everybody back to another episode of Karma's Crew Podcast. Today we got the special, special guest inside inside scoop. 2006 Big Ten Player of the Year, Ohio State finest, Terrence Dows. Everybody, we're gonna give him a round of applause. Myself here, Jerry Salinger and Adam Jardy. Appreciate everybody over at New Amendment for making this possible uh, and welcoming y'all back and, and checking in with us. But we we might as well just go right to you, TD. Uh, we, we can start it off a little bit with this. Uh, you here, you're inside. You can tell us your thoughts on the program and the situation that we're in right now. Yeah, I would like probably take it back to the off season um, before when when you're looking at the transfer portal, um, you know, coming into this year. I think, you know, having 10 new faces um, obviously affects the continuity of the program, um, the chemistry of the team. And uh, I think our roster management, not knowing what we had coming in, um, it was it was kind of tough to kind of put together a team that um, with the pieces that we needed, actually. And I think now we're starting to figure out, obviously, with this with a couple couple skids we had this year, um, what we're lacking on the team and kind of, you know, where we need to go going forward. Um, you know, obviously, our non-conference schedule was, was, I think, one of our tougher ones that we've had, in, you know, in the past. And I think okay. – um, I think our guys responded in the non-conference. You know, we had a our first game out in Maui. Obviously, was tough with San Diego State um, being a veteran team, um, and uh, just you can see the pieces still trying to get, you know get put together when you're playing a major team like that. Obviously, we had some games prior with like Robert Morris and 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 smaller teams like that, but I don't think that gives you a test for the teams that we were you know getting ready to play and. Um, <clears throat> I thought our guys responded the next couple of games and then going towards, you know, obviously you're looking forward ahead to, you know, North Carolina and Duke and, and, and teams of that caliber. And we were happy at the time because we were right there. You know what I mean? And we yeah. thought we had the pieces and, and uh, then you get into the daunting, daunting task of trying to tackle the big 10 conference. And, um, you know, obviously, you guys have played in the Big Ten. You know how tough it is um, and how rigorous the schedule is. So um, hitting that long road game skid uh, and and then, you know, having some some heartbreakers like a Purdue. And then after that, it just kind of just spiraled it's out of control. Yeah. Um, and obviously Zed uh, getting hurt and him not being himself in the past month and a half or so affects us because when you go into this, you know, when you go into the season, he's one of the guys that you count on uh, being able to make plays for you. And when he's, you know, not able to do that at a high level, it affects what you do on offense and defense within the team. Um, so I think, you know, there's been a couple things that obviously uh, we mismanaged as a staff. Um, but I thought that uh, having <clears throat> and as good as your teams were, like Dave, your team, the obviously the Bad Five, Jared, your class coming in, um, there hasn't been three freshmen that actually, you know, started games in the Big Ten for us. You know, even when you had 
you know, your stellar class, Jared, like Aaron didn't start. Um, Deshaun didn't start, you know, like we're, yeah, that's true. we're out there. That's we're starting. And then Dave, your class. I mean, I think you had, you know, they, they came off the bench. You came off the bench. Um, Odella was an older guy. So like he was able to play, but like, this is like uncharted territory for us, you know, in Ohio state is starting sometime three freshmen and this past game, I think we started four, you know? So yeah, yeah. like <laughs> you're starting four against, you know, a potential number one seed in the NCAA tournament who probably held, who obviously got the most dominating kind of, kind of guy in college basketball. So, um, I, I don't think we as a staff expected us to, you know, go into the season this bad. Like, but I thought we had the pieces, not that we all had the pieces, but when you're relying on a freshman point guard to play 35 minutes, that's going to be tough. Um, you know, and then obviously some other pieces didn't fall in place the way we expected them to. So this is kind of the result of that. No, you Man. you touched on it a bit. You touched on it a bit, T. Uh, I, I said the Purdue game was like our backbreaker of the season um, that yeah. started spiraling out of control. What 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 made uh, what 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 was the difference between the first half of the season non conference? Because I thought we played as a group. We were sharing the ball. We were scoring at a high level. We were defending at a high level. And then all of a sudden, after yeah. the Purdue game. We stopped sharing the ball. We, you know, we was le- less assists, more turnovers, a lot of one-on-one yeah. basketball. What yeah. what changed in that month of basketball? Well, obviously our confidence wasn't as high for one, but for two, you're in conference play. You know, you know how these coaches scout in the Big Ten. Like we got oh, some yeah. of the best coaches in the country and best coaching staffs in the country. So um, I think that's where you know having few more veterans kind of lead the team would help because what, you know, what do all good teams do? They want to take away your first option. They want to take away like what you want to do, what you love to do as a team. And I think when you're young, sometimes the play after the play, you kind of don't kind of don't know what to do, or sometimes you don't know how to do it. And I think we've been struggling with that. um, Just kind of reading the game. Um, and kind of freestyling a little bit more. Um, I think we've struggled with that a little bit. And, you know, the Big Ten, man, you know, it's always a top two, top one, top two conference. And the scouting just has just been killing us right now, especially when you have a young group like we do. Terrence, I, I wanted to get your thoughts. You, obviously, we, can all, we all look at the Purdue game, and that really seemed to flip things. But for me, it seemed like the, the Rutgers loss on the road in overtime – that seemed to be as deflating as almost anything because coming like you lose the Purdue game, you lose Zed, you go and you lose at Minnesota or uh, Maryland, excuse me. Then you come home and lose to, to Minnesota. And that obviously felt like a rock bottom moment given how they've gone. But then I thought you guys responded really well and played a game that you played well enough to win at Rutgers, but you didn't win. And it seemed like that with such a young team, I, as I'm reflecting, that seemed to be a real like line in the sand where this team, what confidence it had really seemed to waver, especially from that point on. Is that, is that a fair read of that? Did that game feel any different? Um, it did, I think, but you know, I think it felt different more or less because we had a great preparation going into that game. You know, that was one of those, that was one of those weeks where like practice, we had a lot of juice had a lot of pop. My like, guys were like, 
moving the ball. We were like sharing the ball, playing great defense in practice. And, you know, you know, um, most coaches will tell you, like, you practice hard, it kind of carries over the games. And you pr- you practice well, kind of carries over the games. So, you know, it was a letdown because we felt really confident in going into that game and in, in our preparation. And, um, you know, obviously when you're on the road, you know, again, Rutgers is a, not a huge arena and it can get loud. And oh, yeah. when you got freshmen their first time experiencing some of this stuff, it, it, you know, that's kind of how it, it's kind of how it goes, you know. And I think, you know, Jared and and Dave, you guys had a few veterans on the team to kind of guide you yeah. through. Uh, you know, obviously you guys had talent as freshmen and, and, you know, and all that. But, like, you guys all had, like, a guy that was a little bit older that can lead the team as well and kind of help you prepare for those, you know, situations and and then how to go about it. And it's kind of, you know, what we're lacking. You know, obviously Justice is a six-year guy, but he missed a whole year, you know, um, with no basketball. So him trying to find his footing and getting used to – I mean, this is – he didn't play with any of these guys besides Zed, you know. Um, So it's, you know, it's just new territory for all of us. And uh, hopefully we can – Hopefully, looking forward into the future, we can have like a, a foundation, a group of guys that we can yeah. we can keep and then kind of build on. And I think that's kind of you know where college basketball is. Just hoping you can keep some guys to build on because obviously you want to get older. That's like the biggest thing. If you look at the teams that are doing really well in the Big Ten, Northwestern, you know, we, like we know their success Been story together. this year. They're old. The old Boo Booey's been there for four years, you know, like Odige, like these guys are old and they've been through, you know, like tough times. You know what I mean? Yeah, they haven't yeah. had a winning season since 2017. And now this is like the year for them. Um, if Indiana, Trace Jackson Davis is a five-star recruit who is still at Indiana after four years. Like you have to get older in this league. And if you don't, then you're going to always be in the middle of the pack or obviously in our case, the bottom if you can't get older and, you know, keep some talent into your program. Yeah, it's funny that you touched on that. It's, it's literally kind of similar to to my sophomore year. You know, all the talent had left. We got new freshmen coming <laughs> in. We got Jay Butt, who was up in the air here and there with, with how he was going to be a captain and helping the team out. And yeah. um, we, we struggled. We definitely struggled my sophomore year. That was, I mean, we kind of, like you said, learned on the fly. And I think uh, that that's what we can see with this group that we have right here. I think that yeah. the older classmen you, aren't doing what they normally do. So the, the yeah. lower class yeah, and you, freshmen trying to step up and prove their work. Yeah, you spoke on that, right? Like, you know, Jamar, it was a teammate of mine um, yeah. as well. And I know he didn't he didn't kind of lead you guys the way. Yeah, uh, it wasn't uh, connected. As, a senior as leader been. wasn't connected. And we're kind of having some of the same struggles. You know, we we want guys who particularly haven't led in the past, who, who haven't, you know, it's not a natural thing for them. And we're trying to get it out of them because they're yeah. older to lead, you know, and that hasn't been something that they're accustomed to. So it's they're also learning on the fly, the guys that we want to be leaders. Um, and, you know, as a player, I didn't realize how important that was. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, for sure. The leadership aspect. But I came into a program that had three or four seniors. So, like, 
I was able to just play my role and not have to worry about anything else because they took care of, you know, like all of the other stuff. And kind of as I got older, I kind of saw the saw the benefit of it and and kind of, you know, tried to emulate what I came into as a culture. So um, obviously growing pains, but I think we have some talent here to grow. And I think Bruce is, um, although he's played it safe a little bit, as we can see, he's played it safe. I think there's there's more in Bruce's game. And, uh, you know, obviously he's a natural born leader. So we're we feel good with the point guard, you know, position going forward. Now, as see, far as you, leadership goes, you've been in the, you've been in this situation before. You had a season like this before Coach Mata came um, and yeah, kind of yeah. started the 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 Mata era. You as part of the first brick. Um, what do you see that's going to turn around for next year? Because I mean, we're only going to get younger. Um, you know, we got a, another yeah. class coming coming in. Our freshman turning to sophomore. That's the, that. It's not a lot of age behind that. So. What what do you see for next year with this group of guys and, and who's going to take that step forward to to become our leader, to become, um, you know, kind of our glue guy of the locker room? Because I think ultimately that's what we're missing as we go through this this losing streak. Well, Jared, I know you recall um, we when when Mata first got here, he and like. He didn't recruit him, but Jaquel Foster was like, it was his first year in the program. And that dude is a leader, you know, like he's tough as nails. And um, I think, you know, sometimes it can just take one player. And that's literally what it took for us. It took one player for us. And obviously the influx, the influx of Jamar Butler, you know, Matt Willeker, those guys, that class. And, you know, but those are two defensive minded guards who came in and like changed the complexion of the team, you know, and obviously, you know, we had renewed energy with coach Mata stepping in and, you know, like it's always like a new thing. Like when you get a new coach, you have a clean slate with every player, you know, and uh, they're able to prove their worth and kind of start all over again if they were in a doghouse or not with the previous coach. So, you know, having that and then obviously having the influx of a couple players, which we're going to need this year as well. Um, going into the portal, um, hopefully we can find a Jaquel Foster, somebody who can obviously score points and then also lead because we also still need, even though we have Bruce who will have a year under his belt, we still need some some older leadership. And hopefully we can find that in the portal this year. Terrence, as a, as a member of the staff, how have you collectively tried to get through this? How have you seen Chris Holtman? I mean, we see I see it in press conferences and – you know, interviews and things like that, but how have you seen him struggle through this and what has it been like as a staff trying to figure out how to write this thing and, and try to finish the season with something? There's obviously been some frustration, right? There's like, um, you know, it's like, it's never, it's not a consistent thing. Every game it's like, we can go into a game where like, you know, after the game, it's like, damn, it was something different today. It was a different, different reason why we lost the next game. It's a different reason. Yeah. So it's not, something very consistent. Obviously, you know, our rebounding needs to be better. You know, our defense needs to be better. We need to, you know, execute. But it's always like we can't get three guys to play well on the same night. One night is Sean. One night is Sean playing well. The next night is Bryce playing well. We need Bryce, Sean, and Justice playing well at the same time. And I think that's where you kind of – so it's been hard. But Coach has been great, man. Like, he's still coaching them, you know, obviously. Obviously, it's our job to coach them, but like 
we're encouraging them and trying to be positive and optimistic because, you know, the season isn't over. You know, we, you know, we, we still feel that we have a team that can win some games. It just takes one. They got to see it's like it's like shooting a basketball. Like if you, yeah, yeah. you're on a slump, you need to see one go in. And then like it starts to roll. And obviously we haven't seen that one go in in a while. Um, and, you know, we're still still coaching them to win games. And, uh, you know, we've seen crazier things happen. And, you know, at the end of the season in the Big Ten tournament and things of that nature. So we're going to coach them to the very end. And uh, coaches, coaches like explicitly told us, Chris Holtman, coach these guys like it's your last like you have to coach them coach them to get them better and he's not giving up on them um even if some have given up on themselves but maybe but he's not giving up on them he's still coaching them uh like it's the beginning of the season and uh he wants them to get better so it's still we're still in the same mantra get better each day you know put stack days we're trying to stack days we're trying to stack days and uh eventually we'll bust through we will you know i got uh, I really do believe it. I don't think we're going to go over for the rest of the season. It, 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 interesting <laughs> with what you just said there about like, even if maybe they've given up on themselves a little bit, because on the last episode, I think it was Sully was talking about how um, trying not to learn that it's okay to lose that like, you yeah. know, especially with such a young team with so many new faces that like understanding that this is not an accept. These are not acceptable results um, and trying to avoid picking up losing habits. How much have you guys had to fight against that and make sure that like, there's an understanding of we're trying to get through this, but also like, this is not, this is not the standard. We've got some guys that are competitive now, you know, like we've got some guys that won in the past and it might not be on this level, you know, in college, mm -hmm. but they're, they're accustomed to winning. And, um, you know, it can be tough. It's like, you know, if if you've won in college, say you've you know say you've gone somewhere you won in college, say you only been one year, maybe two years. If you're really good, you're going to get drafted to a bad team. I've, I've seen it, and I you know I've listened to articles and listened to interviews where guys are like, I've won my whole life, and like this is like yeah. new for me, like mm -hmm. like you know catching L's. It's the same with our freshmen. Like Bruce is Mr. Basketball; he's a state champion. You know, like Felix has played at a, ter a terrific prep school and got wins. You know, Roddy the same way. Um, so these guys have won in the past and, you know, they have a winning mentality. They, you know, they obviously their freshmen are going to make mistakes, but we got some guys that are competitive. And, you know, when you look towards the future, not to get ahead, but when you look towards the future, you can feel comfortable knowing that you got some competitive guys who hate losing, you know, like Felix is one of the most competitive dudes, man. He's, he's, he's visibly frustrated, you know, obviously out going out there and, you know, not being able to do what he he's normally done in the past. And, um, obviously, you know, his first start was against, you know, maybe the future Naismith player of the year. So it was, it was tough for him, you know. Um, but I like, I, like, I like Felix. I like Bruce. I like, you know, the rest of our crew. And, um, you know, I go to battle with them every day. I think it's great. I think it's great. I mean, for me, it's just – just to see the program down, you know, it hurts every everybody. Nobody expected this from the start of the season. And like you said, mm -hmm. what we thought that we had coming out of Maui, it was it was OK. We're going to get into the Big Ten season, maybe struggling in the beginning a little bit and then start to, you know, put it all together. But I, like we said, the Purdue game, I think it just dismantled us and it started to snowball. But now to, to finish out the season, I would say, 
what is more of uh, the goals and the purpose uh, going on through the locker room and the, and the guys' heads? And like you said, they're still fighting and battling, but is it for, all right, the guy it's, next to me or is it to get myself better type of mentality? I think that's going to be big yeah. into rolling over the next year. Yeah. Um, you know, we've we've been like all the all the coaching anecdotes you can think of, all the coaching mantras, you know, we've kind of threw them out there already. And we've kind of, um, you know, at this point, we're grasping at straws trying to figure out <laughs> What's different that? things. To, yeah, to even lineups. We threw up point, how many right? lineups we didn't try yeah. to throw out yeah, everything. Lineups, You're right. right. So, like, trying to give people you know, a You'll be a fool not to try something different, you know, if if this continues, like, you know, the very the very definition of insanity, right, is doing the same yeah. thing. So, if you don't change something up, obviously, they're going to be looking insane. So, obviously, with the changes of the starting lineups, like, we've been trying different things to see – actually what works um see who can gain some confidence from from different situations you know um see if roddy plays a little bit better if he's in the starting lineup maybe maybe sean can give us a boost off the bench or yeah. let's see if bryce can give us a boost off the bench we tried that like we've tried literally everything as far as your lineups can go um and it's just we haven't found the, the right formula yet you know but we're still trying and we're still you know we're still preparing as if we're going into to, to each game to win. You know, um, Coach Molly used to say all the time, never get tired of preparing to win. win. And that's and that's it's kind of what we're still doing, right? We're still watching the same amount of film, the same amount of practice time. Like, we're still coaching the same. Like I said, I think we're going to bust through at some point, you know. Um, they just need to see one win, man. They got to get in the win column at least once yeah. and they'll see it got a little trivia for you guys because I, w- I just finished this research right before we started, but because you're talking about the lineups and, and the freshmen and all that, do you guys know the last time Ohio state started four freshmen in a game? We were all, was it, I, would, I can tell you that. Oh, I was about to say, I was about to say Greg didn't start though. That was my, yeah, that wasn't, no, it wasn't, wasn't your year. Was it, I uh, say it was, uh, it was probably um, in the nineties, mid nineties. Yep. Jim Jackson? Um, nope, not that far back. No, it's like Mike Red and them. Almost. I would assume so, right? It's the the ninety five ninety or Sean ninety five ninety six. In Sean Stonebrook, Damon Stringer, Damon Stringer. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wow. Mm. Yep. Sean Stonebrook, Jermaine Tate, Damon Stringer, Jason Singleton all started uh, in the se- the final game of the season, a loss to Penn State. That team was. 10 and 17 overall and 3 and 15 in the Big Ten. Well, I'm not going to say nothing, but we don't want them memories <laughs> back. We don't want talking memories back. Well, we do have them right now. That's our boot right now. That's bad. Bad. <laughs> man. All right. Yeah. We got this little segment. We, we call it the scouting report. We got two home games coming up. Uh, we got Penn State and Illinois game. We can't finish this month without a win. That that that's my whole thing right now. But I would say yeah. Adam and TD, you guys are are, are down there uh, in, in Columbus. So what would be the the scouting report to to come out with a, a W for one of these games? Is it, I don't know which one, but we need one. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, um, obviously Penn State is a group that's. I mean, they're old. I mean, they got probably hey, three fifth year guys, maybe I, I believe. Um, um, 
they're, and they play small. They don't play a traditional big. So for us, um, going with our small lineup, maybe, um, and, and and obviously putting someone bigger on Jalen Pickett, uh, he's been he's been someone that's given other teams problems. And I remember last year we had a slight a slighter guard on him, and he kind of took advantage of that. So um, Bruce, by no means, is a slight guard. So I think. We're okay with that. Ice, I mean, Isaac is another bigger guard who can, you know, play some pretty good defense on yeah, pickets, so I think. Um, and, you know, and Justice obviously has the height and the size that can kind of maybe, you know, slow him down a little bit. But I think he's their, he's their X factor. He's their most important guy. Um, he's going to be, he's going to be the one we need to stop in order to get that W. Um, so, going to have some mixed lineups and I don't think uh this is a game that probably C plays a lot you know or or Zed if he if he plays if he plays I think this would be a game that we go a little bit smaller um to get the W on that one um and then obviously Illinois uh, we've it's our second time playing um Terrence Shannon and and obviously giving up you know catch and shoot threes from Coleman Collins I think is going to be uh very important for us um but luckily they don't have a big that we would have to double. And then, you know. Uh, we've been talking about that all, the, all year on the podcast. Obvi- that double obvi- stuff don't obviously, work. Obviously <laughs> our um, – our, uh, it's just, yeah. The, the, <laughs> oh, good, man. Yeah, we, we, you know, understand. Just, we understand. Just getting out, just getting out from the double, you know, once he makes that pass and then – you know, our guys just sometimes they lose their minds and then they don't know, like, what's the next position they need to be at. And I anticipating. think Anticipating. We don't anticipate we kinda, good enough at all. Literally. Yeah. See so, the game. Feel the game. So I'm, so I'm under, you know, my philosophy is kind of, you know, big is going to get 60. He's going to get 60. He's going to have to get 60 to beat us. You know what I mean? I've, I've been saying um, that. <laughs> and just stop the shooters, right? Like, just, yeah. just focus on, like, not letting them get open threes. You know, I think – uh you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, you know, as a former big, you know, I know how hard <laughs> it is to to go down there and, and bang every play and score every single play and, like, make make the plays in order to win the game. You know, it's going to be tough. And, um, you know, I don't think most bigs in the country have the stamina to do that or the endurance. So that would be my – if I was creating a game plan, that would be like, hey, let this dude go for 50 and we're going to stop everyone else. Um I've been saying that. I've been saying that, T, because (laughs) I feel like on one end, on one end, you got to bang the score, and then on on the other side, you got to guard a pick and roll. So you're going to be tired to go on the other side and score. Yeah. I'm with you on that Having to play in China has given me a different mindset because they give you the ball literally every single play, and they, they want you to score every single time or make the play. I just remember how dog tired I was after those games, you know, mm-hmm. like having to do everything. So I know <laughs> most bigs cannot do that. You know what I mean? So. Well, I, the only thing I can really chime into that is like Terrence, like you mentioned, they're an old team. Ken Palm has them as the oldest team in division one men's basketball as far as D one <laughs> experience. So there's that. Yeah. Um, Pickett's coming off yeah. a week where he averaged, I think 36, 30 something. Yeah. Um, good. Um, yeah. It's just obviously it's just playing at an incredible level, but like the thing that I'm I'm looking at right now, and this is something that Holtman mentioned on his radio show, 
or it might have been post game after uh, Purdue. But uh, I want to see if you guys can shoot the three better because you know you uh, at Iowa you guys were decent. You're eight of fifteen, and Sean had a lot to do with that. But like you go back these last couple of games, twenty six percent against Purdue, twenty percent against Michigan State, one of fourteen against Northwestern. Like I mean, I know I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know, but. You know, if you're talking about playing teams that don't have the traditional big and they're going to be maybe spreading the floor and creating a lot of opportunities, I feel like you guys need to make some more threes to, to keep pace uh, in games like that and stretch them out a little bit. And so that's I'm interested to see if you guys can knock down a few more of those, because I, I feel like you have a few better shooters than what we've seen this year. Well, that's one thing X's and O's cannot fix. We need we need them to shoot the that's ball uh, better. Um, and, that you know, that's. That's a personal thing. You know, at the end of the day, I think they need to come in. Um, and not to say they haven't, but, like, how you bust out of a slump? You just got to work harder. You just got to shoot more. You know what I mean? And and um, they'll fall eventually. You know, like, we got some pretty good shooters. You know, Sean is a good shooter. Bryce is a good shooter. Um, you know, and, and Justice can get really streaky. So they just have to get in the gym. You know, shoot more. Uh, I think it's, you know, repetition and, they got to see the ball fall once or twice in the game, and I think it'll, I think it'll snowball for us. How hard is it to draw up a shot for a three-point shooter in the Big Ten? Well, because we don't have um, John D. A lot of guys who shoots a high percentage. You know, we really in our starting lineup. Um, if I was an opposing coach, I would stick with Sean, chase him, and then kind of give up everyone else. Well, Bryce as well, but like. You know, Bryce scores his in a different way. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, Sean is Sean is a catch-and-shoot guy, come-off-the-screen type guy, uh, maybe one dribble pull-up. But he'd be the one I stick to and, um, you know, try to try to make other guys kind of shoot the ball. Um, and, that, and then that's where it comes in effect like, hey, Bruce, you got to knock down a couple threes. Mm-hmm. You know, Roddy, you got to knock down a three or two. And you got to keep the defenses honest. And um, we're encouraging them to keep shooting when you're open, shoot. And I think that's the most we can do, you know, try to draw plays that create open shots for them. Um, and at the end of the day, it's their job to make it, you know, whether it's a, a layup or a three. It's your job to get your feet set and, and you know, shoot the best shot you can. Now, now, with this team that we have today, I know it's it's terrible looking into the future, but with this team right. we have today and the recruiting class we had that came in now, with the recruiting classes coming in in the future, how do you see these two classes meshing together? Because I feel like there's a lot of same pieces from from this class and the next class, but I feel like, you know, with somebody like a Devin Royal and um, – Mm-mm. Hey, good. Chinese, that Chinese internet, man. Went out. You good? Keep it going. Yeah, Say it again. Exactly somebody like Devin so, Royal. So yeah, somebody like Devin. Somebody like Devin Royal. How? How? Because he's you know obviously Clum's kid, my favorite of, of of the whole class. Like how somebody like him could come in and and make an impact and find minutes with this basketball team with with everything that we're going through right now. Well, think about it. He plays the four. He plays the four. He's a he's a he's a four who can eventually play the three at maybe later later on down the line. But um, he's a he's been productive 
everywhere he's been, whether it's EYBL, whether it's in high school, he's always giving you, you know, 16 and eight, you know, that type of production. Where do we lack? Where do we struggle? We struggle rebounding the ball. He's going to help us tremendously in that, in, in that regard. Um, and he's a natural four. And this is what he's been playing his whole life. So like we're playing threes at fours right now at the four position. And I think having that is going to help tremendously, but, you know, we're going to have to get a player and a couple actually in the portal that'll help us. You know, we need a, I think we need a dynamic guard in the portal, a guard that can play both positions, but also can go ahead and get you 15, 16, 17. Um, you know, and then obviously going to need another four because counting on a freshman again, obviously, as we've seen, it's tough in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Um, so those are the probably most important positions we're going to need going forward. Um, that we don't have as far as, you know, veterans um, coming into that freshman class. So, you know, add some pieces to that and hopefully our freshmen now make that jump, right? Like that's that's what we're counting on, them making a jump um, to where now they're more comfortable and they get better this offseason. So they have spring and summer to, you know, to get, to get in the gym. And, you know, we got workers, so I have no issues with them getting better. I feel like they will. You know, because just they they love the work. They, you know, they love the grind. They love the process. I was just saying last week, we, we got to do our part. We got to get back down there and get in the gym and, and play against them and get those guys going. Because literally, Absolutely. when, when I used to come lacking. down and play, it was it was <laughs> you. It was uh, uh, Scooney Pin, Mike Green. And they was like, if y'all lose, yeah. y'all off the court. So. That competitiveness yeah. and that nature yeah. of competing already was instilled in us, like in the summertime when we got there. And I for sure feel like we yeah we backed off some. Yeah, we've definitely talked about that. Um, getting the open gym runs back to where they used to be. I think um, I think guys need to play more, you know, and and obviously Ooh, having that's this generation. Jared, you back. I just think you. I just think you. You know, having you guys back. You know, and. And not just for bet week, but just having you back, you know, periodically just to hoop, you know what I mean? And, you know, man, those runs used to be classic, man. Like, no, and, for sure. You know, I was actually, you know, me and me and Coach Deeper was talking about that. Like, man, I remember we used to have two courts going and sometimes we had to go to the other gym because yeah. it was so many dudes here. You know what I mean? Like, losers go down there. So, like, we need to get that back. I think that'll help the current team move forward, you know, um, playing against pros and guys who've done it at a high level. Um, that'll help, you know, big time. Because right now they get the Kingdom Summer League, which is great, right? Um, but we know how summer leagues go, right? They don't, yeah, yeah. They don't play. It's more entertainment. Highlight show. The type of defense we get in, in the open gym where dudes are talking smack, they're in your ear, they're beating you up, you know what I mean? Fouls ain't being called. Like, we need them to get adjusted to that, and I think we'll be a lot better. So putting the pressure on you guys, the older guys, man. I know you still got a couple years left in those legs, lighting. Jerry, you still got a few get wrapped in the gym. You know old. What I'm, I'm going to be old. I don't know. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna have a WD-40 ready for you, man. Get that deep going <laughs> down, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get into this last part. This last segment is called Word on Campus. I'm not on campus, but everybody's hearing the word on campus. I probably get like four or five messages after each week. Uh, what's up with coach? What's up yeah. with such and such? But for me, I didn't go through the situation. You you went through the situation of of switching coaches, and for me, I think it's it's kind of crazy. I don't I don't know what fans want or expect, but this is his first uh, mm. losing season. 
right now. So, I mean, it's really an Ever, outlier for As us. a coach. Exactly. It's an outlier yeah. for us. And it's so many moving pieces yeah. that it's just this generation, this day and age, everybody wants the head cut off hey, as soon as something goes bad. Scared of a little, you know, uh, toughness, a little fight. Adversity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, they're talking. I'm not just, I'm not just going to talk on. I mean, they're, if you look in, in Chapel Hill right now, they're like, yo, like there's, there's rumors and like talks of him being let go. He just led him to a national championship game last year. That's crazy. They're underachieving. So like fans are going to be fans and we understand that. Um, and no one, no one wants more from this team than the head coach. Like he, he expects excellence and he didn't get it this year. And, you know, like you said, David, it's an outlier, you know, like he's, he's proven that he can coach at this level. Um, he has the confidence from the from the AD Gene Smith, um, and I think Gene understands like you like you get rid of a coach now you have a top five recruiting class this year they're freshmen you have one coming in next year with the portal and the way it is constructed today like it's probably not good you look at LSU now put yourself back they had yeah. to go they had to go to the streets to get to get dudes they had to go get dudes like. 12 of them, you know what I mean? So, like, mm -hmm. you could be in that situation. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying, like, I think I think Gene understands the landscape of college basketball today, and uh, which is the reason why he gave, you know, Coach Hope an extension in the offseason, you know, last year, because he, he believes in them. He believes in the classes that we have, and he knows that we will get it done. Like, we will. Um, but we just have to be aggressive in the portal this year. We really do. Be aggressive, and I think things will take care of itself. But um, and coach understands, like, hey, we're not. This is Ohio State. We're not, and 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 obviously he's following big shoes, right? Like Thad took him to two Final Fours, multiple Big Ten championships. Coach Holman knows he. We need to hang some banners. We need to hang a Big Ten championship. We need to get past, you know, the first round of the NCAA tournament, get into the second weekend. He understands all those things. He wants that more than anyone else. Um, so I think. Those are our goals. Those are our goals as a program is to get to that. Let's get it back to that level, man. Um, you know, you're a multiple Big Ten champion. Jared is too. Myself, you know, like, you know, it's about collecting rings and we're trying wow, to collect sure. more this year or well, in these coming years. Still got a chance this year too. I mean, yeah, big, well, we do. I'm always just, optimistic. Just throwing that out there. I'm always optimistic. <laughs> I'm all for that too. But I hope. I definitely hope, man. We yeah. definitely appreciate you coming out and uh, talking to us, giving us all that inside scoop and keeping it real, man. I appreciate you as well. Yeah, yeah. My my yeah, visit down to you, Ohio man. State. You showed me a good time. Made me want to be a Buckeye as well too. So all love yeah, man. to my Let's guy T yeah. House. We we gonna save that oh, yeah, for man. you know. Uh, we gonna say day. that for another time, man. Yeah, we are gonna have a different podcast. <laughs> for that one. I'm, I'm hey, hey, there were two guys. There were two guys. They wanted the guys to commit. Jared's brother, <laughs> who knew who, who knew the party scene and where to go. <laughs> this is how I was. Hey, take care of him. I mean, Jared. I mean, JJ for that visit. He rented a, a, a Chrysler 300. Like, he had it. Like, he had y'all lace. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really, <laughs> for sure, he really for went sure. to the T, man. You know what I mean? Like, hey, he really, he he really made part. sure this program he, he was in good part. hands. He, yeah. He, yeah, that was Absolutely. all of y'all class. So, we definitely appreciate that. And, <laughs> and that's what we need going forward, fellas. Yeah, we're going to be able to I appreciate y'all, man. Up. Everything y'all do. For sure. Yep. Get back with us next week on another episode of Carmen's Crew Podcast. We appreciate y'all having us. 
say. Sign off. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.